Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Juninho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here! Hello and welcome to the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, two men who taught Mateo Kovacic how to tackle. It's Ben Woolley and Harry Martinez. <laughs> no, I thought about being away with two yellows. Mate. If it was one of my tackles, he's getting a straight red. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should have got a straight red, let's be honest. He should have been oh, off. Yeah, 100%. Well, we can talk more about that in the weekend roundup. Let's crack on. And there is, of course, only one place to start. Ben and I have had a wonderful weekend because Arsenal beat Manchester City. Finally! They beat the 1-0 in a huge win for the Gunners thanks to Gabriel Martinelli's deflected strike. And that is the first time Mikel Arteta's men uh, in the last 12 Premier League meetings between the teams have won. So, uh, big up the Gunners. Come on. Also, isn't that the first time that City have lost consecutive league games since, like, 2018? Yeah, I think it's five years. Which is so crazy. Oh, so yeah, that'll be the first time in their history then. Oh, <laughs> ooh. love it. Uh, elsewhere, ten-man Tottenham beat Luton Town one-nil to go top of the Premier League, which really pains me to say, but it won't last very long, so it's fine. Uh, Liverpool dropped points, however, they drew two-all with Brighton. Uh, Manchester United somehow beat Brentford two-one at Old Trafford, <laughs> thanks to a late brace of an unlikely hero, Scott McTominay. It's not right, is it? Well, you say unlikely, isn't it? It's, it's a top goal scorer in uh, the Euro qualifications, isn't he? But seems to pop up with a late goal for United well, every other week. He started his youth career at striker, so he gradually got moved everything. back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Chelsea's oh, form seems to have turned around as well. They beat Burnley 4 1. Uh, the West Midlands derby saw Aston Villa and Wolves put out a 1 1 draw, and nothing could separate Newcastle and West Ham either. A 2 2 draw in that one. Uh, Everton secured a huge win at the bottom, smashing Bournemouth 3-0, while Fulham's 3-1 win over Sheffield United was marred by her- a horrific injury to Chris Basham. Uh, we wish him all the best in his recovery, because that was That's disgusting. Great. Yeah, horrendous. Yeah. Uh, now for goal of the weekend, I've gone for Jack Harrison's long-range strike for Everton in their Ooh. win over Bournemouth. Set back by Harrison, what a goal! Brilliantly done! Jack Harrison! Sublime! Yeah, nice shot. I know, I know Neto wasn't on the line, but there wasn't really another goal that even came close to it. So, no, well done, nice Jack uh, Ben, I think I know the answer to this. Can we have your winner of the weekend, please? Well, there's absolutely no bias in my decision this week, but <laughs> my, my winner of the weekend is Arsenal. I think, for all the reasons we've already said, and more, like they were the massive spectre looming over Arsenal. This season and before all the talk of Arteta never, never having beaten Pep is now gone. It's like the master and the apprentice is finally that's it, they're done. <laughs> but to come so close and lose out to them last season, I think it must be absolutely massive for the confidence to go out and beat them this year. And yeah, they overcame some horrendous refereeing to do it, which seems to be the norm every week now. Yeah, so. yeah. We talked about the refereeing last week, so I think we'll leave it for this week because we could be here for the next. Four hours, probably. Without oh, we're going to get a sanction from the FA. We'd, we'd yeah. be here well, past the international break. <laughs> do you know what? Oh, I've got like another one beyond in the there. international break. Let's just do it. Sod it. I hate the international break. Can, our, can the loser of the weekend beat all of the football fans for the upcoming international gap? Funny you say that, because my loser of the weekend is actually the football fans that tuned into Sky Sports on Saturday night to watch the Crystal Palace Nottingham Forest game, because it was absolutely shocking. I think I'd rather have spooned my eyes out. <laughs> did you notice it was so bad I didn't even mention it in the weekend roundup? Mate, it was so, I did notice that, and I thought that was consolidated the fact that they're the losers of the weekend. Like I'm joining in the losers of the weekend because I sat through all 90 minutes and thought, why the f*** did I do this? Did you have nothing game. better to do? I really didn't, mate. I really. I went out for Clearly. dinner. I came back, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it was horrendous. <laughs> so bad." Well, let's move on, and I want to give a special shout out to two streets. Won't forget icons who, even in their early forties, have proven they've still got it. 
you two have obviously seen that Morton Gamps Pedersen scored at the weekend at the age of, yeah. what is it, 41? He did indeed. Something like that, yeah. I would like to up that with 42-year-old Roque Santa Cruz, who also oh, scored man. at the weekend. What a weekend for Streets Won't Forget players, that is. Is he, is he playing in Paraguay now? Or? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. Still a baller. Still a baller. Two Blackburn icons, well done to the both of them. Um, Harry, I believe you've got something you want to talk yeah. about. I mean, it follows on nicely from what you were saying there, because I'd like to take a moment of silence for a Streets Won't Forget player that retired this weekend, and that is Louis mm. Gremmie. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought we'd have to bring it up and acknowledge the fact that, I mean, what a player he was in the Prem, and he was part of the yeah. QPR banter years. So. Yeah, and he he was probably the the last stand of the French Newcastle players as well. Yeah, true, true very true. Yeah, Bieber so, icon as well, so it's topical with our last episode. Oh, there we are. Exactly. We've wrapped exactly. this up so well, haven't we? Yeah. Speaking, however, of our last episodes. We've got oh, a, bit of, we go. a bit of correspondence this week. Lads. Oh, lovely. I am delighted to get to read out for you. So it's from uh, none other than Evan Perkins. Hope you're doing well, mate. Uh, it is titled Asamoa Gyan? Question mark. <laughs> and Evan says, All right, lads. After hearing the World Cup Icons podcast, it spurred on memories of that great tournament in 2010. From the shocking sounds of the Vuvuzelas reverberating around the stadium like bees to that glorious creation of the Javalani. However, was. I have to agree with Ben. Whilst the performance of none other than Diego Forlan was iconic, it's not a Streets Won't Forget performance. Instead, I feel that the man that should have stood out from this World Cup and all else, really, should be Asamoa Gyan. Because until a Suarez handball, he and Ghana made you believe. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work, Ev. And you know what, Ev? You're absolutely right. On all counts. Why didn't you nominate him, then? Why didn't I? Because I'd already yeah. picked the perfectly valid option, mate. I'm not no, the one who came forward with did. a fraudulent well, I choice. Think, <laughs> I think all I've got to say is there's a reason we do this podcast and he doesn't because he's got stinky <laughs> opinions. So yeah, he's bang on the money. Yes, Tell <laughs> the listeners. Yeah. Yes. The, the people we do this for disagree with you. And you know what? Even if that changes nothing, don't I hope do it, it for the listeners. Care. We don't care. We don't do this for the listeners. We do this to take up three hours of our time on a, on a weekday evening so we're not bored out of our heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, think Asmogian, I think Asmogian was a is a good shout. I think he was streets for goat. But then I think his old World Cup is overshadowed by the fact that he missed that penalty yeah, what and if he Suarez scores got the better of him. What if? Yeah, if he scores that pen, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Easily. Uh, I suppose it's in that same camp of what if, like with Joel Campbell getting injured. You just I, yeah, very know. true. Very true. Maybe that adds to the mystique of it. Suarez can go f- himself. Yeah, true. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, to be fair, if it was me on the line and that ball's going in, I'm handballing it all day. You're, so ben, you're, you're telling me if you were playing for England and you were in that situation, you wouldn't have handballed it? No comment. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, you absolutely would. Yeah, probably yeah would I would. <laughs> And you're well, I'm, I'm you're t- clearing you're t- the ball properly. You're telling me if you're not playing against Italy, you're having a little bite out of Chiellini <laughs> as well. Mate, I'm walking up to him before kick-off and headbutt. <laughs> you leave my boy Saka alone. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Speaking of, actually, reference to Chiellini, haven't you got, Wooly, a uh, little bench one, start one, and we've now decided <laughs> kill one? Uh, I have. We're... We're not going to threaten any of these people with death. I just want to make that clear to whoever's listening now. But the Suarez. I thought, you know, we'd had some, some pretty mediocre picks last week. So I thought, you know what, we need someone to shore up the back. So we're going in okay. And it's another tremendous three, this. I want you to start one, bench one, sell one, out of Ike Casillas, Manuel Neuer, and Gianluigi Buffon. Ooh. I've already got it. Oh. I'm starting Cassias, I'm benching Buffon, and I'm selling Neuer. Mm. Interesting. I mean, for me, Cassias is the greatest keeper that, that, uh, for, of all time. I mean, I'm probably a little bit biased, but he, he was world class. And then Buffon, I just used to watch him in games and he had a, such a control over defence. And Neuer, don't get me wrong, Neuer is probably the best keeper of the last, what, 10 years. But the other two are just holding a higher regard. As a, as a bang average 
former goalkeeper myself. Does my opinion... Not former, you're not retired yet, <laughs> oh, mate. this is true, yeah. As a bang average you goalkeeper... you got a trophy to you then, mate. Yeah, do, does, my, does my opinion carry more weight Don't here? sell yourself short here, mate. Oh, thanks, boys. Thank you. <laughs> I think you've got that weirdo mentality that you need for a goalkeeper, so this is probably yeah. your specialist subject. Yeah. I think... You're a real keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am going to start Neuer. I am going to bench Casillas and sell Buffon. Oh, that's huge. Ooh, I think, genuinely, I, I believe that Neuer is the best goalkeeper of all time. Not because of just how good he was, but the influence he had over the game. There, there was nobody playing yes. out from the back like he was before him. He started he was, it all. He was your entire back four half the time. Like, he'd be sweeping yeah. out to the halfway line, let alone his own yeah. box. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think Casillas played out from the back, though, because he was part of that Spanish team. Yeah. And I, I, I think they're all brilliant goalkeepers. They're probably all in the top five best goalkeepers of all time. But I think, for me, it has to be Neuer starting Casillas on the bench and sell Buffon. There's something about Buffon in his later years where... The magic went a bit. When he tried to win the Champions League at PSG and that yeah, he stuck around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, but then that, the Palmer like, Palmer into Juve, like iconic. Going back to Palmer as well at the end of the career, that kind it's of good help him yeah. out and get promoted. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I, I just like the man. I can't sell him. That's fair. I mean, that is a, a very difficult choice. Who would you go for, Ben? Just out of interest. Um. I think I'm starting Casillas. Right. Yeah. I'm probably benching Neuer. I sell him and I Buffon. think I'm selling Buffon. I don't you want know, to. But How strange is that that we've all got a different answer? For this? It goes to show that I don't think there's a right answer with, with this one. I mean, it's not a bad all. choice to make, is it? Oh, no. no. I mean, no. You're not conceding many with any of these three. Not in their prime. No. Isn't this didn't didn't this actually wasn't this similar to when PSG got Buffon and they had already had Kayla Navas in his in his good years and uh, then they have Donnarumma as well. Like, how what do you do with those three? Who do you start? And, and they get Donnarumma after Buffon had left, but it's about that. Like what we did and sold Buffon. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, that was a very difficult choice. More like that, please. I like that. That was good. Yeah, boy. Um, well, shall we move on to the main part of the episode? I think yeah, we should. I'm okay. kind of excited for this. Okay, yeah, this, it's a bit different this week. We focus a lot on players on this podcast, but we wanted to take a look at a specific team this week and reflect on what we can probably all agree is their golden era, which was littered with streaks, won't forget, stars, and a manager who I would say is adored by a lot of people. Between 1999 and 2007, Big Sam guided Bolton Wanderers to the Premier League, got them to a League Cup final and into Europe on more than one occasion. And he had a hell of a lot of fun doing it with some of the players. And Sammy Sammy Lee by his side. Yes, we can't forget forget (laughs) Little Sam. We can't forget (laughs) Sammy Lee. Little Sam played as much (laughs) as an important role as Big Sam. But with the Bolton era, there is only one place to start. A man so good they named him twice. J.J. O'Kocha. What's yeah, he's just what a man. What I mean, he is the pinnacle of the Bolton era, isn't it? Like you think of the players underneath it, but but JJ Okocha, oh, in that he's arguably the pinnacle of the streets won't forget as well. Does, does streets won't forget start with JJ Okocha? Is he is he the the starting? If, point it, might, if it doesn't start with him, he's definitely the man on the throne. Yeah, like, I I wonder. I reckon the streets won't forget players before him, but I think the term is kind of. Batted around for him. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's, he's him. He's the guy. He is him. <laughs> he, the he streets is. won't forget players. He's the phenom guy. There was nothing quite like tuning into match of the day, and Bolt will come on. You're like, what is JJ Okocha going to do this week? What what kind of magic is he going to pull out? Like when he rainbow flicks those two Arsenal players, like on the on the byline. You're just like, well, oh, how, yeah. I mean, why? What? How have you thought to do that? But most players are just going to pass it backwards. He's on a whole nother level when it comes to things like that. As well, didn't he, didn't he sign for Bolton from PSG? Yeah, I think uh, they got him I'm on not a sure free if he transfer. Went... Yeah, when did he, when was he nuts. at Villa? Villa? Was he ever at Villa? Wasn't he at hey. Villa? Or am I misremembering that? You're, I, I mean, he was at Hull. Very much... What? Oh, maybe Hull. Maybe, maybe Hull, I'm thinking of. Maybe Hull. 
I don't remember him being yeah, at Hull. Hull were his final club. He just got injured all the time and retired. Yeah, but... so, so... Yeah, I'm thinking of Hull. He left PSG in 2002 and went straight to Bolton. Which, I'm sorry. <laughs> Imagine getting off that plane for the first time. You've just been living in Paris and you can see <laughs> Bolton. You rock up to the Reebok Stadium and like, this is, this is not quite the same, is it? But that, I guess this is before PSG money, isn't it? Oh, yeah, true. Well, you say that. They spent £14 million on him in 1998. Yeah, that's true. That's it true. was the most expensive African footballer true. ever at the time. It's it's kind of typical of Big Sam football of that era, wouldn't it? Where you have all these hard men like stuck in defence, centre mid, whatever. But there's always one player that you think, why is he in this squad? But he's the one that wins the matches. And no Koccha! He was very keen to stay for this semi-final rather than travel off to the African Nations Cup. Delaying that until tomorrow. And how relieved Bolton must be. Well, I wanted to talk about some of the players that Big Sam signed. What a list this is. Fernando Hierro, Ivan Campo, Yuri Djorkaev, who won the World Cup with France, Nicolas Anelka, Idatoshi Nakata, Gary Speed. What what a selection of signings that is. I think if you managed at least one game in the Premier League, you probably signed Nicholas Anelka at some point. So. <laughs> yeah, true. But then it's, it's the fact that he had all of those and he combined them with the likes of Kevin Davis. You know, uh, oh, yeah. was, Matty Taylor was there, wasn't he? Also, streets won't forget in his own right. What a player he was. What's his name? Ricardo Gardner? Yeah. Kev, Rico yeah, Gardner. Kevin, as you mentioned, UC Escalinen. Ricardo yeah, Vazte. There's so many players on this team. You're like, they are. They, you must have signed it knowing in like 20 years' time, three morons are going to sit on the internet and talk about them on a podcast. <laughs> like, speak for yourself, man. I'm not I, no moron. I would not have remembered <laughs> the absolute brick of Tal Ben Haim unless I'd looked at this Bolton squad and thought, it's what? Just, it's <laughs> just I got to move to Chelsea off the back of this. Of players. It really is. I'd love to think in their scouting department, there were no stats. No one was talking about like footage from games. <laughs> they were just discussing the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's not even like the kind of vibe in, in Newcastle where you've got French players or people who had some sort of French you know, connection. Instead, it was just, right, let's think of a really random country and who's their best player. Let's go have them. Go it's on, just, let's go take it. Let's go play championship manager and they're like, who yeah. was good this yeah. year? It's just a collection <laughs> of like misfits and veterans. And it, it's it's bizarre, but it worked. It just worked. Like, some of these players were Streets Won't Forget before they went, went to Bolton. But I think some players became Streets Won't Forget because of Bolton. Like oh, Stelios, uh, Gianna Coppolos. What, yeah. what a player. <laughs> that is very player. much a name for the purists, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that man looked like he should be selling you cigarettes over a counter, not playing up top for a Premier League side. What a player! <laughs> there, there are a big, a big, a few big names in my research that have gone under the radar. I don't want to talk about them. The first one is okay. When Big Sam rocks up in 1999, there is a striker at the club who I didn't. I even realised played for Bolton. Idega Johnson. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, Idega Johnson. Hey. How? Why? That's incredible. Yeah. The fact you've arrived with a Streets Won't Forget player and have then gone, do you know what? I don't want him. I'm getting better ones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a mentality. One, another one I found is a striker called Mario Jardel. Now we, I think we've discussed oh, just him. Looking at him. We've discussed him a few times on this podcast. But for those who aren't aware of Mario Jardel, he rocks up a Bolton in 2003, and based off his goal scoring record, it looked like Big Sam had done it again. Check this out: in the seven seasons before he joins Bolton, he's playing for Porto, Galatasaray, and Sporting. And I know what you're going to say: not the best quality, but he plays 280 games in those seven years and scores 237 goals. That is outrageous. That is outrageous. In 125 games at Porto, which is nuts. That's bonkers. That's unbelievable. And then what happens when he rocks up at Bolton? He plays 11 games and scores three goals and is gone after a single season. What could could have been? That's probably one of Big Sam's failed signings. He didn't make many, but that's probably one of them. I'd like to put forward another one that... His streaks will forget for all the wrong reasons. Oh, yes. Oh, no. And El Hajdi. It's Quinton, 
Quinton Fortune. Do you oh, remember yes. he was at Bolton for like a season? And he was awful before he went to Bolton. And I think for Bolton, he really solidified the fact that he was Yeah, He was gone after playing six <laughs> games. He was part of the, the quintessential dog Man United early 2000s midfield of himself, oh, Eric yes. Jemba Jemba and Cleberson. Eric Jemba Jemba. Oh, I would hear a bad word about Eric Jemba Jemba. Name what a man. The worst what a man. midfield trio. The Quentin Fortune, Eric Jemba Jemba, and Cleberson. That, that won a title. <laughs> Didn't they win a title? How? How? I mean, Eric Jemba Jemba was there in 2001, and I think they won the title then. I think Quinton Fortuny is probably there. So some of these people, how have they managed this? Talk about being and then, carried by your much better teammates. Do you know what? When I when I when I look back at it though, out of those three, you know one of them's going to the Bolton to the Bolton, you know, the pro- brigade. We're not going to call it. What are you going to call it? The Bolton Project. Big Sam does not do projects. <laughs> no, it's, it's the Bolton Bovril Cup. The Bolton Bovril. He, he hasn't got time for projects. He's got kebab shops to get to. Like, <laughs> to be fair the to Bolton Big Bovril. Sam, he he may have signed players off vibes, and it may have been a bit kick and rush football at times. But what he did with Bolton was incredible. He gets them promoted to the Premier League and then keeps them up season after season. Not just that, he gets them into the UEFA Cup in 2005 and 2007. And while they play in Europe, they draw with Bayern Munich and Marseille and they beat the likes of Zenit St. Petersburg and Atletico Madrid. Little old Bolton, that is incredible. Atletico Madrid, they beat in the knockouts as well. Not not just like one-off game in the group. They beat them 1-0 at home and then went away and held them to a 0-0. Typical Big Sam. Then you think... Think about the how players much shouldn't have been able to do get that for getting into Europe now. Where, where's oh, the yeah. praise for Bolton? Come on! Says is in there hustling. It's nudged back in towards Bratton. It's Gardner and Bolton have scored here in Munich in the Allianz Arena, and it's Ricardo Gardner's first goal for wait for it five years. Because I can guarantee you, the Bolton scouting department, as good as some of these signings are, they're not finding talent the way the likes of Brighton. Well, are. yeah, you haven't got this the was, data. Yeah, no, this was you hear already. whispers of some guy from Peru, and you like watch him for like five minutes and be like, "We're gonna have to sign him." Yeah, it's Jeff Farfax's career, again. mate. Yes, <laughs> but this really it's... built Big Sam's mystique, didn't it? Because he became the manager who, if you were a, a slightly smaller club and you were in danger of going down, he was the first name on your list. Try and hire. Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't get relegated for years. No, no. And this this Bolton era is kind of what. What built it? And this combined with his 100% England record. I mean, what a man. <laughs> his love for a pint, a pint of wine. Of wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Imagine what could have been. And then the thing about him is he also goes on to manage Blackburn Rovers for a couple of years, uh, late in the 2010s, or t- 2000s even. And that, again, that's a streaks won't forget side. He's got, oh, yeah. he's got yeah. a reputation. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, even if you look... The, the England wins. I mean, the squad he called up was completely different to what was being called up at that time, wasn't it? I think I remember he called up someone that hadn't got a, like five people who hadn't got a cap. He just doesn't seem to give a shit about stats, does he? Really, the man is just there to get the best out of the players, and that's what he does. I think if you showed the man an Excel spreadsheet, he'd probably hit you. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if people could talk about Bolton did this in an era of the Premier League that wasn't that good. Well. At the time, Man United were dominant. Arsenal were dominant. You know, Liverpool was still a good team. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea had, had all money the money by this point. Yeah, exactly. So it's not an e- Everton was still a good side. You know, oh, it was this is not an easy in a different way to what it is now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think this team with Big Sam football would be able to do well now, though, or do you think it's just too easy to break down now? Mm. I, I think, unfortunately, and it's probably part of the reason why we do this podcast, the era of pure streets won't forget players like JJ Okocha is is over. It's all about oh, it's lost, all about it? running stats and physicality and blah blah blah. Yeah, now. The, the role of fullbacks yeah. to occupy space here like, and pressing there. Yeah, the role, all the, of the this. role of the pure number ten is unfortunately dead and buried. Like we won't get players like Okocha, like Raquel May anymore. Like it's it it's gone. It's a shame. Like you think. I don't, I don't Sam, think it worked now. Big Sam never focused on overloading the midfield. He just kicked the ball over the top of it, you know? And I think that's 
that's a part of football that I want back. That might, that might be the most English attitude I've ever heard. 100%. <laughs> I don't worry about, I don't worry about the, the least English here. Kicking over it, come on. <laughs> just, yeah, don't worry about overloading the midfield. Just just put it over the top you of him. Kevin, Dav- Kevin Davies up Kevin top. Kevin Davies with his fat ass. Kick it to him. Go on. Is this what the is this what the refereeing in the Prem has done to us, where we're actually asking for the kick it long and hope era to come back? Right, I love that kind of football. It's just it shouldn't win for whatever reason. Not having the ball should not mean you win. That's just not how football should work. That's <laughs> just somehow he made it work. And didn't Kevin Davis get the most yellow cards in he, the Premier yeah, League? He, he committed the him. most fouls in Premier League history. <laughs> Because funnily enough, the ball, big mid, the, ball, the ball would go long and Kevin Davies would put his fist in the centre-back's mouth. Like, he was yeah, that kind Willie, of player. <laughs> Willie, you might want that from your centre-mid. He's playing up top as a lone striker. Like, <laughs> this is what you're getting from the man who's the last man. <laughs> like, he is your first press and he's just gone, do you know what, fuck it, I'm having him. I think I'm we should him. go to the FA and we should say to them, we've got a proposition, we'd like to form a new league. And the one rule of this new league is that the ball... Cannot be on the floor for more than 45 minutes of the game. We already have that, mate. It's called League Two. League Two, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why we like it so two, much, yeah. is that the lower leagues in England still have that. Like, that they're magic. not as full of money. It's not as technical. There's no high press. Players aren't running for 90 minutes. Some of them are barely running for nine. Looking at you, <laughs> Chris Beardsley. Uh and we go and watch it, and it does. It harkens back to these, like these kind of Bolton days. We get one guy with a bit of flair, and he's the best player you've ever seen. I, th- I think the players also share the mentality of the fans. Like you watch the Premier League, and you, your team gets a corner, and you're like, "Yeah, put this in the box." The play it short, never goes in the box. In League Two, you think, "Put it in the box," and the man taking the corner goes, "I'm putting this right in the f- mixer." No oh, yeah. messing about. Like if you get a free kick in League Two and you go short with it, you've now got five thousand fans screaming for your blood. Yeah, it's 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 the traditionalist vibe in it. Where you go to a League Two game, you're not out of place with a cup of Bovril. You go to an to the Etihad, you're definitely out of place with a Bovril in your hand. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of lower league, tough and rough. Get into this. Them. This is I, this is a segue, but I I saw this earlier and I forgot about this. And how are you going to love it? Is it the Peter Crouch Burton Albion? Burton Albion's new hydration partner <laughs> is Bovril. <laughs> it's Bovril, which blows my mind. How on earth is Bovril hydrating in any way? <laughs> it's liquid beef. Goodness me, a big Sam would have a pint of bovril, hey, wouldn't he? It's bone broth. It's broth for your bones, mate. It's just, just hydrating <laughs> you from the inside out. I might work that, in it's the most league to, thing yeah, I've ever you heard. need to protect the bones no. in the lower leagues, to be fair. Bovril Not only work. that, but if you're having bovril through the year, by the time you get to about March, you are sweating out more than you're putting in. That is not hydrating. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The salt content in that. Jesus. <laughs> you're not getting headaches, though. Anyway, back to oh. Bolton. My question would be... (laughs) God, that's a depressing sentence. (laughs) My question for you would be, you see things on Twitter sometimes about like, which teams would be in your ultimate Premier League? You can pick 20 teams. Bolton have to be in the ultimate Premier League, right? Along along with like Sunderland, Blackburn, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Bolton... And I... Do you know what? Around the same time as the Charlton era, and I think... People would say Charlton a lot, and yeah, because Portsmouth they wouldn't well. remember how good Bolton were. Do you know what I mean? This Bolton team, not only were they just you know a team that everyone on, they were actually a good side that played football different to everyone else. Imagine them in the Prem now. Imagine Pep trying to play against this long ball with Kevin Davis up top. I want to hear Pep in an interview trying to find ways to call Bolton the best team in the Premier League, <laughs> knowing full well all they do is kick it long <laughs> and foul you. It's a typical thing, isn't it, where he goes, yeah, they're the best team I've watched. I've watched them every Saturday for the last 18 every years. Every team is the best team in the Prem at one specific thing, yeah. apparently. And that, then he smacks them 6-0, so it makes me. them look better. That has just reminded me of the clip of Big Sam where Jose, I think he's at West Ham, and he says, Jose says, oh, they were playing 19th century football. A Big Sam's response is to laugh and say, "Oh, we've got him, haven't we?" Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I knew we. Yeah, was, I knew. I knew we'd have a nibble. This is not Premier League. This is not the best league in uh, in the world. This is football from the 19th century. Yeah. Jose was uh, pretty scathing about 
your performance. <laughs> he can't take it, can he? He can't take it. He just can't take it because we've out-tacticked him, we've out-witted him. Uh, you know what I mean? He just can't cope, can he? Like you know. So there you go. He said he told you as well. I know he did. He can tell me all he wants. I don't give a. To be honest with you. The thing is, he's quite a. Quite a clever man when he does things like that. Like the time he oh, laughed yeah. at um, Kiko Flores. Who was the yeah Kiko Flores? Yeah, I remember when he like a couple of months ago when he when he went to Leeds and um, the first press conference. He said, "You know, you're here as a firefighter. Can you still cut it as a Premier League manager?" And he said, "To be honest with you, I'm better than Pep. I'm better than Jurgen Klopp. I'm better than all the other managers in the league because I have to be." And what that does is that makes everyone focus on Big Sam and not the fact that Leeds. Were do you know what I mean? So it takes all the pressure off the players. So as a man manager, I reckon he's probably a very, very astute person. And that's yeah, probably you why don't have a career as long as his, if you oh, haven't got exactly nouse about you. It is a real shame. I reckon he went he's big money because it, it ruined the whole kind of aura around big stuff. Never be he, a really he, went, he went down with West Brom though, didn't he? No, I don't think he did. I think he kept them up. But West Brom got relegated. I don't think Didn't he, he leave there, before they unless went down? Unless he left. Yeah, unless yeah. he left. I think he left before they went down to keep the record intact. Which is outstanding not. move, by the get way. Get off the sinking ship, get in the lifeboats, push the women and children out of the way. You get off there, son. Well done. <laughs> if you want uh, another little push tangent. Out of the way. They'll just move out of the way for him. <laughs> the other thing that Bolton have that I love is a, a rarer suffix in their team name. Oh, the Wanderers. Bolton Wanderers. Yeah, I think it adds Wanderers, to it. Albion, Love it. Yeah, I it's completely like unrelated to their ability in any way at all. But the amount of like United, FC, all of this, love a Wanderers. Oh, West Brom was his first relegation. Um, they asked him to stay on in the champ and he said no. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> there was something that if he had kept West Brom up, they would have paid him 10 million. Jeez. That, that's what I mean. This guy, is, he's obviously good at what he does because he can command that money from certain teams. Yeah. Like, West Brom didn't have that money. They definitely don't have the money now. Can you imagine peak Big Sam with, like, a Newcastle today level transfer budget? Please. Unbelievable. Please. I wish I would have seen more of him at England. You see, I do and I don't. Because as, as much as we talk about his mystique and that, there is a level to this. And he's very, very good at his level. I feel like that level is a little bit below manager of the English national team. But I'm gonna I would love to have seen it. I do. Right, okay, hang on. I want you to both close your eyes. Okay. And okay. I want you to now imagine Big Sam in Russia lifting that World Cup. <laughs> no, the image is great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's him, mate. You're telling but me he's like the anyone trophy. lifting that, that the World Cup for England. I'm going to be like, I'm here for it. Sorry. There's no way he's lifting the World Cup because he's outside fighting the Russian hooligans. That is exactly <laughs> he, what Big Sam is doing. He spilled it with Bovril and he's drinking it on the centre circle. Mate. That's really, <laughs> that's really impressive. A trophy without a, a containing vessel. A he's in it. <laughs> <to drink laughs> there isn't a secret flask in the middle of the World Cup <laughs> trophy. Do you know no. what he's doing? He's gone. A, he's gone a bit. Con- would have loved it. He's got a bit continental, like when he dipped the croissant in coffee. He's dipped it in the Bovril and is licking it off the top, <laughs> oh, like a fondue cell or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! It's me. like a cheese fondue. <laughs> he's he's fondue the Jules Rabat trophy with Bovril. Incredible. That's a headline I want to see. That's why you want to see him as England manager, mate. Please oh, give it to us. Me. I could see him getting the Scotland job or something like that. But if he were, if he was England manager at that time, Mark Noble's not only getting a call up, he's captain. Kevin Nolan's <laughs> coming out of retirement. True. Oh mate, imagine Kevin Davis, Kevin Nolan, Andy Carroll's gotta we're be. Taking in there. A, we're taking a squad of Kevins to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Russia won't know what's hitting, mate. <laughs> Well, that was a wonderful trip down memory lane. That was... Oh, I, I love that Bolton team. We've got so many more teams I had to talk about as well. Yeah, we should do this again with a different team. Definitely. Where are we going next? Yeah, a little, a little mini-series about clubs. We'll throw yeah. one in every now and then. Yeah, yeah every now and then. Uh, if any of them throw up anyone as good as Stelios, Gina, Narcolopoulos... I you can't even say it. You can't even say it. Who... Who can say it, Daniel? Daniel, who can say it? Because you've forgotten the key rule of pronouncing names. Say it with confidence. Stelios Giannakopoulos. No, that's not it. Yeah, whatever, mate, you loser. It's not it. Dolkin, have you been a loser? Shall we have the end of episode quiz? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) go on. Only if Stelios Giannakopoulos is coming up during it. Oh, you did it well. I just want to 
I might hand you the quiz at this point. You've done that so well. You've made Dan and I both look like mugs. <laughs> Harry, you'll hand him the quiz anyway. It's fine. <laughs> so we're back with a classic this week. It's been a while. Starting eleven has made a glorious return. Oh, sake. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's properly tough this week, boys. Yeah, oh, no. Brilliant. Bolton under-21s in the, in the Toto <laughs> it Cup. Is, it is Bolton <laughs> Mate, The day he gives us an under-21s game is the day I stop doing this quiz. <laughs> Finally, we get rid of him next week. So we're going <laughs> all the way back to February 2004 and the League Cup final between Bolton and Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough won 2-1 on the day. For those who don't know the rules, Ben and Harry will take turns naming a player who started for either side. Used substitutes will count as a correct answer, but unused substitutes will be an incorrect answer, and they have three lives each. Ben, you can go first. Brilliant. Yeah, this is actually going to be Ben and Harry name all of the streets where we get players at Bolton, and then try yeah. and blind, <laughs> stumble their way through the Middlesbrough team. I, I would say there's some very gettable names in the Middlesbrough team. I've got a couple. Okay. Uh, I'm going well, to play it safe straight off the bat and say Okocha. JJ Okocha is, of course, a correct answer. He was captain. I will take uh, Kevin Davis. Kevin Davis is a correct answer. Gotta be. Uh, I'll have Ivan Campo, please. <laughs> Ivan Campo. Real Madrid to Bolton. A lesser trodden route. <laughs> I don't know, Fernando Hierro followed him. Not the only man to do it. <laughs> yeah, which is strange. Uh, Ivan Campo is a correct answer. Um, Mark Schwarzer. Mark Schwarzer is also a correct answer. He was in goal for Middlesbrough. Mm, I'll have the other keeper and say UC Eskalainen. UC Eskalainen. I'm not sure here. Is a correct answer. Ah, see, I was wondering whether Al Habsi was there at that point. In 2004? Um, we <laughs> was there at some point during that I time. I should have shut up and let you have that Oh, I'll have Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate. All of England is with you. The man who took over England after Big Sam, which is weird, <laughs> is a correct answer. Also, the, uh, I can't believe the two managers from this game, Big Sam and Steve McLaren, went on to both oh, managers. Oh, yes. <laughs> and both failed miserably. There are three England managers in this game. What is the most managers of the same team that have appeared in one fixture? Because this has got to be up there. You can find out for this us next week. This has got to be up there. Yeah. <laughs> God, you've got a lot of searching to do there, mate. <laughs> mate, honestly. Um, Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan is a correct answer. <sighs> what have we got to get, Daniel? You've got the whole of the Bolton back four. You've got okay. two and then two Bolton midfielders and three used Bolton subs. And then for Middlesbrough, you've got a right back, a centre back, a left back, and then all of the midfield and a single striker. It's a five-man midfield, and then it's, um, and then a single use substitute. Nicky Hunt. Nicky Hunt is a correct answer. I don't know where you've pulled that from. Mate, we've been looking at these Bolton squads all day. Do you really think I haven't <laughs> seen a lot of them? <laughs> See, he was there for I've years. Got, I've got two Middlesbrough names in my head. One of them, I'm less sure of. Okay. But I'm going to say Geiska Mendieta. I was going to say Mendieta at some point. What a player, by the way. It's a correct answer. Yeah, class player. I think I might pinch your other one because it's the one of the only other Middles, Middlesbrough players I can think of at that time. Janino. Hmm. Is that the other one you were going to say? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it might be wrong, to be fair. Janino <laughs> <laughs> is a correct answer. Um, Yuri Jorki. Yuri Jorkaev is a correct answer. Nice. Um, 
<laughs> We're playing the game for who could I remember from looking at the Bolton squads earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surely, sh surely Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing, surely, was a substitute. We've got to have played. He was an unused substitute. That is an incorrect what? answer. Ari has lost a life. Sorry. Stuart Downing didn't play. He was an unused substitute. Baffling. Who won this game? Uh, Middlesbrough won 2 1. Oh, gutted. <laughs> you know what? We mentioned him a ton. I may as well try it. What about Stelios Giannakopoulos? I wanted to say, I didn't want to f his name again. <laughs> Stelios <laughs> Giannakopoulos is a correct answer. He was a used substitute. Oh. Oh. Um. Henrik Pedersen. Henrik Pedersen. Wally, I'm doing the exact same thing of looking, like, thinking of what I saw on that Bolton. <laughs> Bolton screen earlier. <laughs> Enric Pedersen I went as far as 05, so I've got to look at <laughs> Was a substitute. Oh, please come on. He was a used substitute. That is a correct oh. answer. See, isn't this the days of only having five on the bench as yes, well? So you've is. got like a, you've got like a you've got three out of the five to get. You're doing surprisingly We're well here. Now. Well the Bolton team we've looked at all day, otherwise we would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's not looking good on the Middlesbrough front, Chief. <laughs> nah, there's, there's definitely some more players in there you can get, 100%. Um, Per Franson. I can't believe you're. I can't believe you're pulling this out. This is how have you pulled this out of your ass, mate? It's because we've been looking at the Bolton team all day. Per Franson is a correct answer. Like, for that. What, is, right. what is happening? I've got a risky one for you, Daniel. Okay. Because he was at one. He was at this club, but whether he was there now, I've got no idea. Danny Mills. Danny Mills. That is a correct answer. He was at right back for Middlesbrough. He was. He was somewhere. Danny Mills is always Danny Mills is always somewhere, threat. mate. Don't worry. Sounds like a threat. Back to you, Ben. <laughs> you know when you think of a name and you're like, I haven't even considered this player in any way. You are gonna say it right years. now for the amusement. Please say the name. <laughs> Bolo Zenden playing this game. I, do you know what? I was thinking of Bolo Zenden. I thought I've I've plucked that name out of all. There's no way he's played. Bolo but Zenden. If you've said him as well. <laughs> it's not just the correct answer, but he scored and won man of the match. That is that is correct. Feels <laughs> like the kind of thing we should probably know. Oh my word! What we should know that Bolo Zen then scored and got man of the match in 2004 League Cup. <laughs> I'm not sure, mate. Hey, hey, I'm a big fan of the Carling Cup personally. Right, uh, fake fans, honestly, mate. Yeah. How how many Middlesbrough players are gettable at this point, Daniel? Oh, I'd say probably two, maybe three. Okay. Have we said Kevin Nolan yet? Yes, you have said Kevin Nolan. That was okay. Yeah, I said Kevin Nolan. Ah, uh, what have we got to get from from Bolton? From Bolton, you've got two centre backs, a left back, and a used substitute. I'll have Ken, Tal Ben Haim. Tal Ben Haim. You love Tal Ben Haim, don't you? I can't think of another Bolton centre back. It's just mate. a fun name to say as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he was a decent player. Talben Haim is an incorrect answer. Harry, you are down to a single life. Like it wasn't even on the bench. No. Only one there then. You see the thing? I, I genuinely don't have an answer now. <laughs> Can I pass and hope Harry doesn't have an answer either? I'm gonna have to whip one yeah, out. Yeah, uh, you, you can pass and lose a life. Yeah. 
I need more time to think. I'm gonna. I'm, I've got three lives. I'm gonna pass for the first time in quiz history. That is a first oh, time. It's a big moment. And you are down to two lives, Harry. On a single life, back to you. Well, I've I've hauled him down on the counter, and like I've got a man set off in hopes he doesn't the, score from the free the kick. <laughs> How many midfielders of Middlesbrough have we got to get? Three. So for Middlesbrough, you've got a centre back who is gettable. You've got a midfielder who is gettable, and then another midfielder who, honestly, I'd never heard of before, and then a striker who is maybe gettable, and a sub who probably isn't gettable. Is the striker is really one of those that we don't know, but when you say his name, yeah, it's a fun name to say. That's all. That's the only clue I'm going to give you. Well, I'm going to go back to the midfield with a massive punt. George Boateng. Was at Middlesbrough for a long time. George Boateng. Has Ben Wally's gamble paid off? Gamble has not paid off. George Boateng oh, is a correct God. answer. That that might be the biggest play in quiz history. That is unreal. Oh, the pressure is now acting. I'm just going to do it again because <laughs> I've got no answer oh, still. Oh, oh, <laughs> whip out someone <laughs> random. God, just see a name. May as well have a go. Mate, yeah. I don't. I don't even know who I'm meant to be saying here. <laughs> okay, I think... I, I can't remember if this, if this is his first name, but there was another one I was looking at earlier. So I was like, oh, it's... Bolton had an S. Charlton that I remember seeing when I was doing the research. I think it's Simon. Simon Charlton. I couldn't tell you anything about the man. I just remember seeing his name today. Is a correct answer. He was at left back. Harry, the pressure is all on you now, my friend. You know what? I've got a name, and it's actually a pretty good name. I'm, pre I'm pretty certain he would have played. Okay. Frank Quidru. Frank. Frank. Bloody hell. Frank. Frank Quadru. I can't believe I'm saying this. At Middlesbrough for time. Is a correct answer. He was playing at left back for Middlesbrough. <laughs> Wooly, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie now, Wooly. I've run out. Okay. Completely. <laughs> Don't worry. I have two. <laughs> how many How many lives we got left, Daniel? Has two I've lives got two. Left, you got you've one. got a single life. You know, it, it feels scummy just passing because I know I've got nothing to take the win. So if you want to call this a draw, I'll happily share it I tell it you what, you. I'll let you call it a draw if you just have a guess, Ben. Yeah, but if I have a guess, he's wrong anyway, then Harry's got nothing. I don't well, know. Yeah, then, we? But what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is if you have a guess and it will inevitably be wrong, then you're on a life each and then the draw feels fair. Ah, that's fair. If you, oh. if, you, if you have a guess and get it right, then f knows what we're going to do, but I don't think you'll get it right. <laughs> oh. You said Stuart Downing, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of strikers that were at Middlesbrough at that time, but I, I don't... The fact that he hasn't said that it's a big name, I, I'm not going to get it's it. It's not Mark Viduka. I've got one name in my head that did, I don't think even played for either of these teams. I just he feels right to say okay, based on. on the episode we've had. Go on. Can I say Lee Catamole, please? <laughs> Lee I mean, You've gotta say his name. Lee Catamole is an incorrect answer. You are both yeah, alive and are we agreeing on a draw? I'm happy to call it yeah. a draw. Okay. I mean I've got two names, but I don't think Oh, Oh, hang on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm wrong... You're going to risk it. No, if 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 I'm wrong, Wooly, you can have the win. Yeah, this is... This is against the spirit of things, this. No, mate, I'm, I'm happy to take the draw, but I've got a feeling I'll lose. Go on. But for the sake of saying the name... David Wheater. David Wheater. I mean, it feels no more ridiculous than Lee Catamol, to be fair. Absolute, absolute legend on social media. Is an incorrect answer. <laughs> oh, mate. We're, we'll, we'll take it as a draw.
That was that was a very very <laughs> valiant effort. I'm impressed you got that far. The names you missed. Was this was the striker? Was the striker Danny Graham? I'll tell you who the striker was. The Bolton players you missed. The two centre backs were Bruno and Gotti. No idea. And Emerson Thome, who is Brazilian, and I've never heard of him. No idea. Uh, the Bolton player you missed on the bench was a guy called Javi Moreno. Not a clue who he is. Javi Moreno? Yeah. Uh, the Middlesbrough right. players you missed. Uh, the centre-back was Ugo Ekiog. Oh. I still wouldn't have said his name, I'm not going to lie. The mid- I'm not sure you can say yeah, his but- name, to be fair, mate. <laughs> the, the midfielder was just, again, another round of Brazilian. His name was Deriva. What a player. Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, the striker, great name this, Joseph Desiree Job. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember him, Cameroonian, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he does yeah, a job yeah. up top. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he I remember it, he did not do a job up top. As long as he doesn't do a job. <laughs> um, and the final Middlesbrough striker was Michael Ricketts. Oh, no, I was thinking of Sam Ricketts then. But yeah, no, it was Michael Ricketts. He was a striker. Well, do you know what, boys? Incredible effort. Absolutely incredible. I've, that was a lot more than I thought I, we were going to get. I'm well, surprised we well got done. through that. A, a draw feels like a fair result. You know, uh, you know what? It, you know what it feels like? It feels like a scrappy, like, big tackle, end to aimed proper English league game. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't Ray Parler at Middlesbrough at this time? I think that may have been afterwards. Oh, was it? Well, I guess uh, they got into Europe on the back of this, didn't they? So they must have got some big names. Not, mate. Otherwise, I feel like he'd have been an answer in the quiz. He could have been injured. Yeah, Ray, nah, Par- Ray Parler went there in the summer of 2004. See, they got Europe and they signed yeah. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Mark Viduka. And Ta- Tal Ben Hayim went to Bolton that same summer, so you, you just oh, missed out on Tal Ben Hayim. But Ooh. a draw, a draw is, a, is a fair result. Yeah, well played, mate. Well played. Well done, boys. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Well, that was another episode of the Straight Won't Forget podcast. Uh, if you want to email us with some correspondence, we had some great correspondence earlier. Not for me and Harry so much, but we enjoyed hearing it nonetheless. Ah. Tell us your favourite Streets Won't Forget player, your favourite Bolton player. I don't imagine there'll be many correspondents with the favourite Bolton player, but we'll go for it anyway. Mate, it'll be JJ Okocha every time. Yeah. Or Stelios Giannakopoulos. Or Stelios, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can email us. Uh, it is the Streets Won't Forget podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. That is at SWF underscore pod. Or on Instagram and TikTok. That is Streets Won't Forget podcast. And if you could leave us a five-star rating and give us a follow on Spotify, that'd be greatly appreciated. It really helps us out. Boys, thank you for joining me. Pleasure as always. Have a good week, man. <laughs> it wouldn't be the end of a podcast without you saying that, would it? <laughs> well, oh, and the other thing, if you're in our fantasy league, sort it out, because I've been top for three weeks in a row. And I'm hey, he's having a football. stormer. He's having a... No, this year you've remembered your password, so you're actually doing your team every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, what normally happens is I do forget my password in October, and whatever I've got is it for the rest of the year. We're going to nick his phone and change his password. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> Gira can hit them. Did oh,